Welcome to the podcast where relationships, confidence, and determination all converge into an amazing heartfelt experience. This is Speaking from the Heart. Welcome back to part two of episode 52 of Speaking from the Heart. And now if you missed the first part, I'm going to encourage you to stop playing this part and go back and listen to part one before you ever do anything else with this episode, because it's going to make a big difference in how this whole conversation that we even had in part one shapes into part two. But to recap, Brianne DiDino was my guest, and she's the owner and founder of Beyond Grounded. Her years as a medical laboratory scientist helped enhance her troubleshooting abilities. However, adversities throughout her life propelled her forward, learning more about compassion, connectedness, and powerful purpose. Brianne embraces being highly intuitive and loves highlighting this gift within others. Her passion of being an intuitive life coach, author, and also speaker came alive after the many years of those hardships. During these times, she's learned the importance of how your painful moments become your best friend and guiding light. She firmly believes that understanding their influence and value in your life gives the power to create the future you dream about. By using her coaching, along with other proven methods, she's helped to empower individuals explore and transform experience-based beliefs to create a more authentic, fulfilling life. Now, in part two, we get into exactly what those things are that create that connection and allow us to just show up when it's necessary. But more than anything, it's about understanding what the highest form of achievement can be within all those experiences. Not only the courage, the reflection, the trust, and the empowerment, which those are all concepts that we talk about with her practice in this episode. But really, it's about the energy that we assign to those things. That is what makes it whether we stay in that moment or we move out of it. And I have to say that when I got done with this, it was something that I was so emotional about that you even hear towards the very end what this has been all about for me and how it's even opened my eyes to what the future even holds for this life coach that's working with other people. But with that, let's turn to the exciting conclusion of part two of my interview. Let's go to the episode. I love the fact that you just talked about fire and even about me, because literally for those that are listening to this, I had that experience and I was been alluding to it all throughout this episode. And now I'm going to share it. And Brianne had me walk through this exercise of somebody that has been really a force that has been alongside me all this time. And it was so revealing to me. I have to be honest, I had to wipe the tears off my eyes and compose myself, which was very hard to do before I even started this again, because I really wanted to make sure that I knew who was really in my corner Brianne, with you saying about fire and about that importance of having that connection, especially if you're talking about your friend and Joe as being big influencers, have you seen that in your clients when it comes to working with them to be able to kind of expose themselves? And I really hate to say that because of what the example you brought up earlier about was, but have they been able to really open up to you about what you have been able to? to see in them and what they were then able to discover about themselves. And if so, 
Can you give us at least one story about that? Because I'm really curious now, especially after what I've been through with you, just meeting you and having this. Somebody I completely don't know. It, it was really eye opening to me. Absolutely. I have so many stories because there's a common thread between a lot of my clients and me. And they're usually the ones who have been hurt really, really bad. And they have the brick, concrete, titanium wall. And they're very analytical. They're very earth dominant in their analytics. From when I start with them to where life takes them, they always say to me, I don't know what it was about you. It just happened that I felt like I could trust you. And they're like, and I don't normally do that. And I just smile because I also understand how that feels, right? So I know what they need and takes to help warm them up, to open up to that space. They also tell me that they always feel like I I never judge them no matter what they say to me or tell me. And again, it's because of my own life experiences that there is nothing to judge on other than the fact that that's an important factor to who they are. So because I value what they've been through and I value what they're expressing to me, And I can actually help them see like, much like you and I had that experience together where I could take you into that space to see why that is so powerful to who you are and the purpose of you. For instance, one of my closest of close, she was so guarded, highly driven, highly successful in business. And we worked through a lot of intimate things about her relationship with her immediate family and perspectives. And she could say just about anything. And I would sit there and she said that one thing she loved about me and she never wants me to give up is usually when I work with somebody, if you really watch my face, I have a tendency of listening. And then I turn my face to the side and I go, you know, how about we chew on this a minute? And she goes, I always have a tactic of bringing a food for thought that kind of like supports what was told to me, but also encourages a slight different spin on it, like being able to see something through someone else's eyes. Okay. I was able to help give her perspective about where the other person possibly stood whenever that moment happened, that was painful and put herself in their shoes a minute. And that way she could take accountability for her actions within it. Then she could take accountability for the energy that she invested into that. And was her energy a fire of negative into it was her energy, a fire of understanding. It doesn't take away from accountability to the person, but it also puts back the accountability to you and the power to you of what you add to it. That's really where your karma and what you experience lives. It's not necessarily in the players in our life. They're there to serve a purpose to kind of mirror to us what something that we need to look at deeper from where she and I started. And we worked through this process And she's very close to me. She's a very good friend of mine, even today. She always says I was her mentor. I was her open heart, spiritual guru mentor. And I just kind of like laugh because I'm like, oh, honey, you had the answers inside yourself. I was just here to morally support you and love you. But she now has the capacity to open her heart up and receive love instead of doubting and questioning it all the time, whether it's genuine or not. And her relationships with her immediate family is very different because she now understands the role she played within that. So that's a really impactful. It's like, there's only so much I can describe because I believe in keeping things secure and safe for, for people. Another good friend of mine has the same thing, single her whole life. And it was a factor of the influence of men in her life. And 
here she is years down the road and she's realizing that she really wants to have a best friend and partner in life. And that because her and I took time and I listened, I didn't push her. That's another thing is I believe that everybody, their soul is on a certain path and on a learning curve. So I'm not expecting everybody play individuality and stuff is so different. I'm not expecting results out the gate. Some people catch on like wildfire and it's like instantaneous change. That's when the bonfires are going and we're singing and we're dancing. (laughs) And then there's other ones that have a lot more earth involved and they're more slow methodical in the way that they need to approach things. But they've all come to the same conclusion for their own authentic and fulfilling life because they were willing to go there for their self. I feel like I resonate with the earth aspect. And I think you probably would agree with that because I have been very thoughtful, more meticulous in the data, which is ironic because that's what I do full time for a living is being able to work with that sort of thing. And it's funny that you say that because the young woman that you talked about, the one that's single and just had the fear of men. I actually think a lot about my own life being that I'm a single male and I think that women are afraid of me because of my erratic behavior, especially when it comes to just not really knowing myself. And that's been something that I have really struggled with because I feel that I'm not good enough. I feel that I'm not able to put myself out there when it comes to having that boldness. As you mentioned about Joe earlier, I kind of resonate with The fact that maybe I'm not more assertive, which maybe women are looking for. But I also felt like a lot of that had to deal with some of the energies that are surrounding me, too. So that's a big part of why I think a lot of this happens. But as I've gotten older and even as I have coached other people myself, not in the same style as you, because as I have mentioned on many numerous episodes that this isn't about who's better than the other, or my practice is better than yours. No, we all do it differently. And that's what I embrace so much is that we all have something to learn from each other. And I've been learning a lot doing this podcast. So it's been something of myself, of spiritual and personal growth and development. But even for my clients, it's about personal growth and development when it comes to exploring some of those techniques and some of those things, which kind of leads me into this question that I typically ask of other people is that when you are working with somebody like this that either has it, they embrace it, like the wildfire analogy that you used, or might take them quite a while because as somebody has been a suicide struggler and survivor now for over three and a half, almost approaching four years, it is something that is still on my mind of, will I ever go back to that? What do you say to somebody that, might be coming to you and they are looking to expand themselves. But at the same time, they have that fear of maybe retreating back because you talked about the wall earlier. Is there something in terms of techniques that you give them to empower them to not ever have to go back to that? Or do you give them a little bit of a break saying, well, it's okay if this sort of X, Y, and Z happens. I mean, I feel like there has to be some flexibility, but how do you handle that? Hands down, there is always a flexibility because it's like everything that we experience is like an onion, really. Just when you think you mastered a level, the universe gives you a catalyst and you peel that off and you're going, ah, it's almost like you never touched it a day in your life. And you're going, it's like you start all over again. But I do promise the more that you allow yourself to sit in that space and understand and see a deeper level, it would be tragic and overwhelming if you were that onion and you just jumped right to the center. 
without processing the layers, right? Yeah. <laughs> you would just separate. Mm-hmm. You emotionally would go off into crazyville if you did not go through the layers and you just immediately just jumped into the center. That's pretty much the perspective I give. So you have to give yourself some grace and it's not easy to do because even I, as calm as I come off, even I have moments of being human, having a soul, having a human's experience, right? So <laughs> I hope that you're human. Otherwise I have to pinch myself because you must be an angel coming oh. into this podcast. <laughs> well, I do have a thing with feathers and wings. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can see that. Those are the things that I'm not seeing. <laughs> but it is reminding yourself that you are a soul having a human's experience. And it's important that you value that because your body is such a blessing that it actually allowed you to utilize it the way that you are. Some of us we're beast of burden learners. <laughs> and then that's why I'm going, oh, oh, I love you so much. I'm starting to value the food that I take in and want to be better with my body. I'm really stepping into that world now because it's like, I, boy, I, I put my body through hell and it allowed me to stay, believe it or not. But the important thing is that you showed up. A lot of times there's more than half the battle is that one, you're still here and you showed up. You asked a question. If you ever want to know an answer about yourself, all you have to do is ask yourself some questions and you will find the answer. Just like you and I started off with you having a question. And then I showed you that you actually can find your own answer. That's pretty much what happened in that moment. <laughs> I might have guided you and I gave you pinpoints that he was letting me know and feel and speak outward. But when it came time for you to try and really sort through who that presence was, all I did was help you become more present in your space so that you could feel the difference between your energy and theirs. Sometimes I feel the question that has to be asked is often the wrong question to ask. And it's funny that you bring that up because I had a guest that talked about having that why question. Always asking why and being curious about the world. I love him. Mark Snow. Mark, if you're listening to this, yes, I'm acknowledging yet again. Thank you for being part of the podcast because I still am thinking about you even after all this time with what you said. He's from Australia and he has lived that sort of life in which he has talked about his travels to get to where he is with having that intentional curiosity. Right. I, so with that said, Brianne, I don't think it's always the question of why. So sorry, Mark, I'm going to disagree on this premise because of what Brianne said to me today. I mean, it can be a question of why. And don't get me wrong, maybe for some clients that you work with, and I know for some of my clients I work with, it isn't necessarily the question of why. It's about what is the question that we need to ask so that we can get that simple answer. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because they say, well, it's because of money or it's because I need to have a place to live or it's because my boyfriend, girlfriend is abusive to me. And I'm not downplaying any of those things. Those are very legitimate concerns and Absolutely. those are things that need to be taken care of. But when you're talking about the spiritual sense and having it so that it interconnects with our human physicality, the yes. body that we have on this earth. What is it that we could start with as maybe some of those probing questions to ultimately get to the question that we ask? Is there a process that you kind of work through with that? Yes, I'm actually writing a book about it. <laughs> oh, perfect. Can you tell us about the book? Let's just lead yes. into that. 
it basically is explaining how to find the purpose and power within your adversities. And the first step is the fact that you have to be courageous enough to actually want to show up, to be there and ask the questions. The first thing that when it comes to, depending on how you look at it, whether it's relationships or your success, I'm a firm believer that we're intertwined, all of it. Like our relationships, our success, our authenticity, everything is connected. If you actually start doing the work and getting yourself to step into your zone of genius, as Gay Hendricks talks about, great author, by the way, and he talks about upper limit problems. But when you start stepping into that and you start stepping into your passion and it's not tied to the outcome, you can ask a question, but don't allow yourself tied to an outcome that you want to hear. (laughs) And you will really start getting answers about yourself. And it takes you back to your accountability and energy you put into it. There's thousands of people out there talking about how to utilize the law of, of attraction and manifesting as well as other things. And basically it comes down to, well, I tried that and it doesn't work. It's like, well, you're attached to an outcome, not the process. You're attached to what you want, not who you actually are destined to become, which is even greater than the outcome that you actually have in your head right now. So there's no hundred percent. There's no one simple question. It's just the ability. And I agree to the why's. Because the whys, when I think of the whys, is why do you do what you do? You are who you are because of what you've experienced. That is your whys. What value do they have for you? Why do you continue to use that? These questions actually can take you deeper into more questions. Like when was the first time you can remember that you opened your heart up and you felt rejected and it was just another example of being let down and hurt by somebody. And then you could really put the story together and how you felt. And then we see how maybe where they were coming from. This is where it gets challenging because everybody wants to sit in and go, well, if they wouldn't have been so mean or if they would have opened up more. And the theory is when you truly are in a relationship, and this is what something even I had to experience was the highest form of love is letting someone go to what they're choosing just because I see the potential and I know that it's in there. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily their time. I could be a seed planter. I could be the fire that burns down their bullshit and they hate me because I was the burner, right? (laughs) Forever. One of those people that was just the bitch (laughs) burning their bullshit down. (laughs) Or I could be the fertilizer, the tender one, or I could be the seed planter, or I could be the waterer. We all play different roles. And that's one thing that helped me heal when it comes to when I was intimately compromised. I was intimately compromised two different times by the age of five, by two different friends of my dad's. And one of the things that stuck out to me, because I was debating hard with the universal team about, okay, you want me to forgive. And it's not a forgiving It's an acknowledgement that when you look at the difference between your life and theirs, they clearly did not have someone who was planting seeds. My mother was with me. They didn't have an example. It was very hard for them to understand that the society says it was wrong, but if they had like most people that do bad, and I'm a testament to this. Like I said, I was Attila the Hun. I'm pretty sure I was Vlad the Impaler in my past life. I was very, very vicious at keeping people away. And if you really want to fringe upon it, It was painful, but even though I knew that that wasn't right and that wasn't nice, there wasn't anything about me that 
really could contradict why I would stop doing that. For instance, me being intimately compromised on certain levels, uh, I could go my whole life going, all of humanity is like that. And all of my relationships are failing, right? All of them were failing. So of course, all of humanity is bad. I've known people that have made that choice too. Right? Yes. Yep. It's easy to do when you're self-preserving, right? It's so easy to do. And there's no way to contradict that. But one of the things I'm blessed with was the challenging and checking of my reality that people who hurt have been hurt. And sometimes when I hurt somebody, usually it could be less or more than what I was hurt, depending on what we all free will choose. Okay. But if all I understand is that standard is a reality, there's not much that can change the reality. So then I come to the conclusion and understanding because I sat in the abyss, I sat in the shadow to do some work and I compared my life to the potential of what if I don't know, I don't know other than an energy read, I don't know for fact their life story, but in comparison and comparing that what they were energetically when that happened when I was little and what I had in my mother, my mother was the seed planter, nurturer, waterer, fertilizer for me to question what was real and what wasn't. I would have gone my whole life. I could have been touching people inappropriately and people going, that's wrong. But if I didn't have anyone in my life to speak other realities for me to take option on, even though in society, I know it's wrong, but there's a weird disconnect and understanding, especially if things happen when you're little. I believe it was Dr. Lippincott that I was listening to. I believe it was him. And he's a neuroscientist. And he said that our reality and subconscious is set by the age of seven. What the hell do we know at seven? Nothing. Right? If you're going through your life and your self-preservation is living on your subconscious, that's why it's important as an intuitive life coach for me to help bring things and make things conscious so that you can start feeling the empowerment of doing different with it. That was the thing that my mother was helping me do. And it took me a long time for me to really embrace that. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about all kinds of things. Brianne, let me share with you and the audience a couple of those things that go through my mind. Seventh grade, thinking of my first girlfriend, not going to mention her name just in case that at some point she finds this podcast and comes after me. Definitely where a lot of that trauma started with women. I can certainly say that I feel convicted about it. I feel that there will be people that will come at me and say, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Josh. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to those emails. Podcast at yourspeakingvoice.biz. You can take an email and send it to me and please leave me your feedback with that because I'd be curious of what your thought was when I was going through that. Number two, you're so right about the fact that our moms can be good nurturers, because that's really what their responsibility is in the biological sense. I'm talking about society. I'm not talking about the cultural thing. Let's leave that off the table for a moment, because we can have a large discussion about the role of males and what they are really supposed to do. Moms, like my mom, hi, mom, is helping me to realize what I can potentially be. And that's why I sense a lot of feminine energy from my masculinity. Let's just be real because I wear my heart on my sleeve. It's been something that has been destined in me to just continue to bring that out of me. But then you started to say something about seven years of age. 
seven years of age was really tough for me, especially as a kid. And for some of my listeners, they would have to hear this in some of the episodes that I have talked about this in the past when I've done monologues. And I might even talk about some more of this even after this episode. But, you know, Brianne, I think the biggest thing that I've learned, even just from this conversation so far, which we're almost at the end of our time, and I still want to ask you one more thing, is I feel that we are always trying to find what that alignment is. It's almost as if you're telling the stars, okay, what zodiac sign is going to line up tonight? And you're looking up and you're trying to figure out where that alignment is. And you're trying to balance it. And there's moods and there's that's personalities. For you. <laughs> yeah, that's good astrology for you. Yes. In a way, you're doing that in the life coaching sense, but you're taking it to a level in which now you're attuned to where that person's energies are. Here's my final question for you, because this has just been one of the most incredible conversations that I've had. And I continue to say that I've had these incredible conversations, but I really mean this because it's been eye-opening for me. With all these things that are happening, not only with your clients, but yourself, Joe, your husband, even the friends that have come and surrounded you, do you ever feel that maybe at some point you're never going to have that answer to say to someone, yeah, this is what it is that you need to do? Because sometimes I feel that we struggle with those answers. We try to figure out what we need to do to really answer that question for ourselves and even for others. But sometimes we might not have that answer because that seven-year-old kid, he's still in me. I'm still trying to figure out what that answer is. And yes, I could work with you and flush that out, but I feel like there's a lot more to what I have to do as the work, right? So for someone that is really serious about taking this on, what is the one thing that you would recommend somebody doing to get ready for that experience? Because I feel like coming into it cold turkey, like you said with the onion, going right to the center, you're going to disintegrate. You're going to turn into liquid. It's not healthy. So yeah. what would you say is something that we need to be prepared for for that sort of conversation? Can you lead in that to close us out with that question? Absolutely. The, one of the most important things I would ever, ever prepare for somebody for is don't focus on what you think the outcome should be because you may not have the answer right now, but the answer is going to show up. And all you have to do is start talking to your universal team and saying, please show to me like a neon light, make it blare in my ears, like a foghorn. Please don't let me miss that train for the probably hundredth lifetime. <laughs> but really the big thing is from my own experience, even whenever I started doing Beyond Grounded and I started playing with that around 2019, 2020. And I could say a lot of things. I could say, well, I had swelling on the brain from my tumor that I didn't know of. And all this wasn't connecting. And I was frustrated. I was really hypercritical of myself. And I just felt like, why is this on my heart when it didn't feel like it was ever going to pan out? And I ended up having my brain tumor and having such a scallop of healing in that hands down, I would live through everything I've ever experienced a hundredfold all over again, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly. It was the most amazing trip and I'm only 43. So Lord only knows how much more my soul wants. And I'm excited to find out because of the fact that I'm 
I've detached myself from the outcome. I end up having brain surgery, April 6th of 2021. I have been on a TLC kind of healing sabbatical, which I never allowed myself to ever have. I was always mind over matter, pushed through everything. And I had to work through my own guilt of not working full time obsessively. I had to get over my own guilt of my husband being the breadwinner and me not bringing money in and staying home to be experiencing with my son because I went through fertility treatment to have my miracle baby and who also drastically shifted my perspective. But if you just allow yourself to really focus on your journey, you will get a lot of answers from looking through your past to where you are. And it gives you hope of what you can carve out and you become more authentic to you. And you find the fact that courage, reflection, evaluation, trust, empowerment are five key things that you naturally possess that you don't realize off the Richter scale. Wow. I'm going to save my thoughts. Brianne, let's go right into how we get in touch with you. What is your business? Lay it out for us, where we can contact you. What are some things that we should know when contacting you with what services you provide? Let me give you the last few minutes, but save some for me because there's something I need to share with you and the audience before we close out. But I'll let you have the last few minutes here. Go ahead. You can find me on beyondgrounded.com. My website is in a transitional state because I'm stepping back into my business entrepreneurship after I've had my sabbatical of healing. Who I was then and who I am now, I'm drastically shifting and transitioning. But you can find my Calendly app there to book a coaching discovery session with me to see if I'm somebody you would want to work with. I can do one-on-one sessions with you as well as I do four-month create package with healing with people. But my wheelhouse is basically, as you can see, is taking your adversities and really finding your authentic, fulfilling life of who you are and really fall in love with everything you've been through because it served you a great purpose, as well as teaching you how to get in touch with your intuition. So that's pretty much my wheelhouse, but you can find me on Facebook with Beyond Grounded with Brian Dodino. I'm more active on my Facebook than my Instagram. But those are also two avenues you can get a hold of me on. I'll put all that in the episode notes so that if you're interested in checking that out, you can certainly do that. Here's what I want to say to close us out, because I feel like I want to move myself back to tears where I was before I even hit the record button on this to begin with, which I feel that we often want to ask ourselves the questions of, What's the next step I need to do to make this process work? Or if you're a business person, you might be listening to this and ask yourself, well, where's that next dollar that I need to find? Or if you're somebody that is just changing careers, you might be asking yourself, I need to find something in less than six months. Otherwise, I'm going to lose everything. What can I do to get jump started right away? I've seen these posts of these cries for help on all kinds of different forums. And I have worked with people that have come from all variety of backgrounds, no matter what that is, whether they're trying to win a competition, which I do public speaking. I have worked with people that have been wanting to find their true self, which we do life coaching. We figure out setting goals so that we can hold each other accountable because I'm part of that process with them. I always tell my clients that they're never alone in this. You're not doing this for yourself. It's about having this authentic, continuing to have this conversation sort of thing. And when I opened this business, 
when I started earlier this year, which I'm not even a year in yet, as I continue to work on myself and even other people, I keep asking myself, what are the relationships I want to form? What is the determination that I want to continue driving towards? What is the ultimate confidence factor that I want to have so that I can feel confident in helping other people to do what I do with the ultimate mission of just understanding what is the ways in which we can engage our voice, that voice being whatever that is in this ever-changing world. Brianne, you shook my world tonight. Oh. And I really mean that. And I know that for many people listening to this, you might not get that. But I'm going to say this. It's really hard to meet people that are willing to meet you where you're at, no matter where they are at in their life, whether they have been abused, whether they have been having suicidal thoughts, whether they've been fighting autoimmune, whether they have been on recovery, whether they have had infertility issues, which congratulations on having your child with Thank going you. through all of that. With all of that said, we can always make excuses every step of those ways and say, damn it, no, we're not going to do it. I'm done. And I decided I wanted to do that four years ago, and I didn't want to be part of this. I didn't want to be part of this experiment. So for you to say what you're saying tonight is not only emboldening for many people that need to hear it, which I continue to say is what this whole thing has been about, this grand experiment I've been doing with just trying to get people to realize that they have what it takes. Yeah. You're living it and you're doing it by example. And you're not only shedding those walls that yeah. I have had and I continue to work on, but the sheer fact that you, madam, continue to help people despite what all those differences are that makes you speak from the heart so for that reason alone thank you continue to do what you're doing because we need authentic people in this world we need people that are willing to continue to do that where that is being lost it is simply the truth it is being lost and it needs to be something that if we can continue to drive into that direction if we can continue to say to ourselves that I'm a living piece of work that can continue to be worked on, this is going to work. So for that reason alone, thank you. And don't ever give up. Stay grounded because you are really doing that. So thank you again. This has been an awesome conversation with you. Well, thank you, darling. But what I want to kind of add there when you're saying the word lost, that people are lost they're actually on the most wild, amazing journey. They just don't know it yet till they meet someone like me. That is the journey that all of us need to continue being on. And it doesn't matter if you do feel that way, because I was relating to the audience when I said that, but you're absolutely right. It is about the wild adventure that we're on because we continue to make strides. And we, as Robert Frost would say, are going to go sometimes down that trodden path, but sometimes it's nice to go on the untrodden path and yes. we cut those plants down ourselves so that we can see what's on the other side because it's a whole other view. Absolutely. And you appreciate it because you did that. Absolutely. And I appreciate you for allowing me to do that with you. Thank you again, Brianne, for being on Speaking from the Heart. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you and I fluffy heart you. You and I have just started. Thank you again. I want to thank Brianne again for being part of the show. 
and just not only the insightful conversation that we had between two parts, but the fact that she opened up my eyes to the fact that once and for all, there's no way that we have to be held back by our own inhibitions if we're just willing to provide ourselves a different perspective and give power to what needs to have power in the first place. So I will be forever grateful, not just for the conversation that we had, but what she made me realize as really the true person that's been guiding me all along. And I want to share a story with you before I even get into what she talked about in this part. You see, before we even recorded part one, we had a long conversation that I never thought would take it to the places in which we went to, which is about who is it that is really, truly guiding me? Who's actually pushing me to become the best version of myself? And I really had to think long and hard about it. And then I realized through some of the questions that she asked that the very person that I was looking to have that was really still around and still sensing their spiritual energy around was my step-grandfather. I never really talked about him in many other of these episodes that we have done since this podcast has begun, and I want to talk about him for a little bit. His name was Bill Adams, and he was a Lutheran pastor that lived in the Sealands Grove, Pennsylvania area, which, to put this in perspective, is around the central part of Pennsylvania in the United States. You see, he was my step-grandfather because my original grandfather really disowned not only my dad, but also other parts of the family. And my grandmother on my dad's side realized that this would not be a good environment to raise anybody in. Bill was one of those people that really helped to shape who other people could be, not only through his words, but through his actions as well. And that's what really made a big difference for his life, and for the lives of others. He served that for many, many, many years until he became a pastor emeritus, which at a Lutheran church that still exists today is something of quite character. And unfortunately, he passed away when I was a sophomore in college, which would put that in the year 2007. Those were some of the toughest moments of my life, knowing that he was gone and realizing, even as I visited his gravestone over the years, how much he truly made an impact, both not only in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. And I think that's what this is all about, is that Bill showed up. He always showed up when you least expected him to show up. And for a number of years, I lost sight of that. But during this conversation that ensued afterwards, when I was just completely broken of the fact that that was something that I was missing in a large part of my life, Brianne really talked about the fact that power is where we provide it. It also allows us to have love when we allow it to happen as well. And I think that that love that Bill showed to me, my own grandfather, even though he didn't have to because he was my step-grandfather to begin with, really exemplifies the fact of where he has come from and what he has been able to do to really shape and form the person that I am today. Because that's really what this is about. It's about having that flexibility. It's about being willing to create that engagement with other people, sometimes when it's not easy to create that engagement to begin with. And I think that for many of us, trying to find that purpose, especially having that courage to do so, as we talked about extensively with this, 
is to really give yourself the credit when credit is due to just show up. For the longest time in my life, I never really had that opportunity to show up. And even Brianne talked about some of those experiences in this part that really discussed the fact that it's just about showing up to the conversation. It's just showing up to the event that really makes the profound difference in many people's lives. And we don't have to be tied to that outcome that comes up as a result of that. We can go the distance. We can make something happen for ourselves that we never thought possible if we're just willing to just show up to it. We can't be tied to that outcome. Because really, when we are tied to it, whether it's negative or positive, it can outweigh its stay in our lives. It can become something of an asphyxiation, if you will. It's really about achieving the highest form of all the choices that we make in our lives. Love. And we have to love not just the people that are around us, but also the people that are not around us as well. Those are the people that make a comment on Facebook that is really negative. It's the people that want to start a conversation in Twitter and really rouse the base of whatever their political ideology is or whatever outcome that was supposed to happen in the first place. But when we remove all the toxicity and all the things that need to happen, it all comes down to just one basic principle. Love. And I think that we have to focus on the question of what we need to feel when we have that ability to just love. When we detach ourselves from the outcome of whatever that is, we are becoming something that Maslow himself would have never thought possible when he talked about the hierarchy of needs. It goes beyond the self-actualization. It means realizing that you can be excited for whatever happens in your life if you're just willing to unlock the keys that are dormant inside your soul and your heart to make something that you never thought possible in yourself. This is what it is all about, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what we can create ultimately if we just believe, if we could just push ourselves, if we're just willing to put down that shield that we've been carrying around that has been used for attacks and instead realize that shield means something so much more. For those that don't know, I really admire Captain America, one of the original Marvel characters that essentially kicked off what Marvel's success has been in comic books turning into movie adaptations. In my very office, you will see when you walk in the variety of different Marvel characters that I admire, more particularly Captain America. But the biggest thing that I have above my couch is Captain America's shield. No, not the real one, a replica. But that's the whole point, is that that shield is on the client's side, not my side. What do you mean by that, Josh? I mean this. That's my shield. But my shield is being used now by my clients. They need to have that ability to protect themselves when it's needed the most. But it goes beyond just protection. That's not what that symbol is all about. Even if you listen to even some of the movies in which feature that character, you talk about the fact that there's more than just the passion to protect and to serve. It's about being able 
to transcend all the inhibitions that are inside of you and genuinely care. That's why that shield is placed upon the seat in which my clients sit. And it continues to be an inspiration for even myself, for that matter, when it comes to looking deep down and realizing that Steve Rogers, the main person that represents Captain America, is deep and down inside of me wanting to just break free. But to break free, we have to break free of the choices that we make in our lives. That means attaining love above all else. We talk about courage, reflection, trust, and empowerment. But what we're really talking about here is something that transcends about anything that we would ever have as a struggle. Whether you're a life coach, whether you're a professional development coach, whether you're somebody that's training someone to do better in their interviews or their resume writing, it's about finding that purpose deep down inside of yourself and realizing that you have what it takes. You have the voice to make this happen. And that it doesn't matter where your voice is. You have what it takes. And that's the key. That is something that, even thinking about it now, is something that can bring so much power to our lives, no matter where you're at, no matter what kind of accountability there is. It's about looking deep down and saying that you are worthy. You have the flexibility. You can be encouraged, but it's all about showing up. Because even with all the things that we even erect as barriers, which we talked about in part one, it's about realizing that you can make a substantial difference in someone's life. Brianne was one of those guests that has made a substantial influence in my life. Just like other people in my life have made that substantial influence, even through this very podcast. But for you, you have to make that substantial influence yourself. No one's going to walk you through it. You have to do the hard work. Are you ready to do the hard work? Are you ready to make something of yourself, just like Captain America did? Are you ready to be the Joe in someone's life? Are you willing to let go of all the choices that you've ever made, whether they're positive or negative, and realize that this is all about love. Because if you know that, you are doing so much better than even me, your podcast host. And you are showing up to work together in ways that you never thought you could ever do. And that is a gift in itself. Thanks for listening to part two of episode 52 of Speaking from the Heart. And I look forward to hearing from your heart and your love very soon. Thanks for listening. For more information about our podcast and future shows, search for Speaking from the Heart to subscribe and be notified wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit us at www.yourspeakingvoice.biz for more information about potential services that can help you create the best version of yourself. See you next time.